Welcome to Play on K, the Korean drama podcast with Emily and Raquel. And this week we're doing Descendants of the Sun episodes 9 through 12. Yes, somehow this K-drama has mastered the art of finding new equally stressful conflicts to what they did before. They got us. They got us with this war drama. I have thought it was, like, it's kind of interesting how they have the K-drama structured in that it almost feels like there's a four-episode story arc. Like, the last four episodes that we did our review on were pretty much all about the earthquake, and that had almost completely wrapped up by the time we start episode nine. That's so true, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, and then they have a whole new issue that they have to confront. So I think it's interesting how they're structuring it, but I like it, and I kind of like how it works with our podcast. It's super great for our podcast. Yeah. Don't have to remember what happened last time, because it's actually been a really long time since we recorded those episodes. It's been a minute, and then we took a little break. It's been a minute. (laughs) Not a goblin-length break, but a good break. Yeah. What's happening? I don't know. No, I do, sort of. I know who they are. I've forgotten half their names, but I know who they are. Yeah, my all my notes for episode nine were back to some nicknames that (laughs) I'm sure people will keep up with, but it will probably be a little off putting at first. Yeah. For the first like for episodes nine and ten, I could not remember August's name. Couldn't do it. Really? Yeah. I just called him Angus, and I was like, <laughs> I know it's close. It is. It's. I thought it was Angus the first time they ever said it. I was like, Angus, that's a good name. And then they were like, it's August. And I was like, oh, I hope that's a last name. It is. It's a last name, but I wasn't yeah. sure. I didn't look on the coffin. Was his name A-G-U-S? Yes. Uh, well, yeah, it's like David August. Okay, because on I mostly watched this show on Drama Fever up until now, and then my computer stopped wanting to do Drama Fever anymore, and they oh, translated no. it as Argus, A-R-G-U-S. Oh. Yeah, yeah, Vicky, uh, Vicky, I'm pretty sure. And it was August. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I started watching it on Vicky, and it was A-G-U-S. Now? I was like, ah. Now that we're talking about it, I think I remember you calling him Argus and me calling him August, and both (laughs) of us kind of just going with whatever the other said. Like, yes, you said it right. I think that makes me the worst person, because I didn't notice that you were saying it differently. (laughs) I thought we were both saying Argus. It's kind of one of those things, though, like, who's the real, like, bad friend here it's like when your friend has like food in their teeth or something and i knew and i didn't say anything but it's not like you were doing it wrong you were just watching a different thing so i'm glad i didn't say anything yeah i would have been very confused so now it's all out he's angus um (laughs) that's it like the beef easy to remember 
stick with the nicknames and you can never go wrong. I do still refer to Mo Young as Mo because that's just who she is now. It's so much easier. Mo is quick and easy. Um, yeah, I feel like the last four episodes were kind of all about the earthquake and these four episodes were a lot about Angus. I'm going to call him Angus. I'm going to stick to it. Yeah, Angus, his whole conflict comes to quite the head, and uh, it's it's dramatic. It's like a K-drama. It sure is dramatic, because the first episode starts off so soft and easy. It feels like watching the first episode of any K-drama, where everything is going fine until it's not, um, because we are still dealing with the social nightmare situation where the recording is still playing and she's trying I to love get that. the will recording i hate it i <laughs> i know that it has its use in like driving a plot forward i can appreciate that for what it is i have so much real life social anxiety and it just reminds me of all of the times like you maybe sent the wrong text to someone and you're like uh, hey boss, I didn't mean to tell you about the drinking night I'm setting up with my friends. That has not happened to me, but I think Yeah, that... I don't know if I've ever sent the wrong text to the wrong number. I for sure have, but it's never been a big deal. It's never been, like, embarrassing. Bad. Yeah, but then my mind goes to places like, what if I had said something? I don't know. Yeah, like... What if I complained about work to my boss by accident or something, you know? Like, oh, I have to go to stupid job tomorrow, hate job, hate boss. And then my boss is like, oh, it's me, your boss. <laughs> That's your deepest fear. <laughs> um, I guess it's that difference where I just, I give K-drama so much slack. I'm like, it's not reality at all. So I was into it. Drive that plot. Get them, <laughs> get them back together. They constantly need to be pushed together because, wow, they resist it a lot. Yeah, or rather Mo resists it and Shijin is just trying to live his best life. <laughs> he is full force into it and, yeah, I guess it's all Mo that pulls back a lot. But yeah, I thought that was a cute little... Cute little comedy scene, and I love that she just runs in and grabs her phone and runs out, because I fully expected her to stop. Yeah, and actually, like, confront it like an adult, but actually, I feel like it's pretty realistic to confront it that way. That's what I'd do. If that happened, I'd be like, I don't want to deal with this. I'm not an adult, so I'm not going to be an adult. I'll talk to you guys in, like, six years when we've all forgotten about this. <laughs> Oh, so cute. And then he meets up with her, like, he jumps out the window. Yeah, because he jumps out the window, and even Daniel is like, what just happened? Daniel lives a crazy (laughs) life, and I think that was, like, the weirdest thing. I love Daniel. Yeah. I feel like he was also just like, (laughs) cute. (laughs) Like, that's Daniel's character. Like, you go, you go get her, Shijin. Shijin's like, don't worry, I will. I fully will. I fully expect to stop her. He did. Yeah. He was very he did. 
And then they had the cute little funny scene where she's like, um, nope, that wasn't my recording. This is not my phone. That was not me on the recording. That Once was again, nobody. Exactly how I would handle the situation to the <laughs> end. I mean, just double down, girl. Just double down. Nothing was you. Nothing is yours. I love it. Yep. Oh. It doesn't take them long to, like, sort that out, though. Uh, can I ask one question that pertains to the plot, though? Why do they keep getting in cars? Why do they ever get in cars? They need Mo to just... can't handle it. Yeah. They need to stop with the cars, because n- no one can drive, and when they do drive, it goes bad. Everything goes wrong. Mm-hmm. I feel like probably when Mo's not in the car, things might go fine. That's just my assumption. They've been there a long time. Yeah, they've been driving cars for a while without her around, and as soon as she gets into a car, it's like freaking... What was that Stephen King movie that uh, where the comet comes and all the electronics rebel? Do you remember that movie? It only gave know, me nightmares for like four years when I was a child. Because um, <laughs> the cars literally like chase people down, and it was terrible. It was so bad. Um, sorry if you love Stephen King. I think it was a Stephen King movie. See, I don't even know. It's probably not. Whatever. Um, but anyway, uh, they, uh, they just, it's like the cars know. It's like they, they are sentient and they're aware that Mo is in the car and it's time to break. It's time to blow something up. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad they've joked about it a few times. Because it happens so much. Yeah, it's one of those things where it feels a little bit better when they acknowledge that it's crazy that a thing is happening. Yeah, so many times. Because I feel like sometimes K-dramas are like, our world is just overly dramatic and that's just the world we live in. And I'm like, "It's, it's not, yo. Right. It doesn't have to be this way. It's like that thing where there's a lot of guns in some K-dramas, and some of them choose not to acknowledge it, and others are like, where are people even getting these guns? This is Korea. And I love when they acknowledge like that there's not that many guns to be had in Korea. Yes. it's It feels almost like breaking the fourth wall, so I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, if you're going to abuse a plot device, you may as well acknowledge what you're doing. (laughs) Cute. So they have their little moment, and then Mo asks Myungju if she worries about Sergeant So's career, which I think comes at an interesting time, both for Mo and for Myungju. Because is... No, it's not after they talk to Myungju's dad, is it? Now I can't remember. Because it I think is in this right episode. Before. Yeah, it's like the night before they talk to Myungju's dad, I think. But it's so interesting that she has to kind of dissect how she feels about Sergeant So's career and job right before he's asked to give it up for her. Right? Because then it's... She actually has the chance to think, like, no, I have no problem with what he does. It's when we're separate that I have the problem. I know. I love her insights. 
sometimes. She's brilliant. It's crazy because every once in a while I get so frustrated with her and then it actually comes back around so even the things I'm frustrated with her about are completely null and void because she talks about it like a person and she says how she feels and then I'm like, okay, yeah, no, I can, I feel that. Let's, uh, yeah. let's communicate assertively. Young Ju knows what she's doing. <laughs> she can get a little petty, but I think she's very intelligent, and I like her for that. Me too. Um, so after the car breaks down, they, uh, they do have a good minute where they get into the back of a hay truck and decide to hash out their feelings for reals. Yo! Hope they tipped their Uber. Jeepers, guys. They actually took a roll in the hay. <laughs> like, they did it. They did the thing. Oh. What a... Wow. What a way to... I want to say consummate the relationship. That implies that it went a lot further than it did. But yeah, literal roll in the hay. Yo, we don't know how far it went, but uh, we can guess. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy, though. And I... I guess being a sweet little naive person, I thought that was it. thought that their relationship was going to be normal from now on, or at least, like, last from now on. I did not think they'd break up again after that. Uh, they can't Obviously. keep it together, though. It's only episode nine, so... They have to break up at least once more. Yeah, plenty of time to get... To fall apart and come back together. But why? Y'all, stop wasting my time. <laughs> oh. Okay, this is when um, our storyline with Manager Jin starts. And I just referred to him as Snake Man in my notes yeah. for like the first couple episodes. It's like I was sick of him before... He ever became the worst, and then he really became the worst in a huge way. Just in a huge way, the worst. I love that. It's like sickness usually brings forgiveness, and they're like, "Oh, not for you, sir." Like we're like, done with you. We're done with you. When you go back to Korea, you're gonna spend the rest of your life in prison, hopefully. Yeah. If if the system is just, you're done with freedom. Yeah, I appreciated that. Yeah. I, uh, just from the get-go, he, like, it, for, it was, like, a lot to handle watching him swallow those diamonds the first time, and then he swallows them a second time, and it talks so much about just the whole process of, like, how they- yeah. Deal, it's like, very graphic. Yeah, it was. It was like one of the first times I had to, I I had to fast forward because something was too much for me. There have been a couple of times where it's like things have gotten really dramatic and Raquel's stressed out, so she just like disassociates. But this time I was just really icked, just fully icked out. It was a lot. That's a good idea. I don't think I've ever fast forwarded. 
I should. I, I need sh- to start doing that. I probably shouldn't have. I probably missed, like, maybe there was, like, a huge moment that was at, at the beginning of a scene transition, but I just decided to click that forward 10 when I found out where it was going. I was like, come on, Vicky, <laughs> get me through this. No, they do a long scene of him processing those diamonds. Like, a weirdly long scene. I have the shivers and, just yeah. do, Like, I don't want to think about it. Uh, and then he eats them again. Like, stop. And that one, like, kind of caught me by surprise, and so I watched that scene, and he actually talks about the smell. And I mm-hmm. was so... I didn't think it could get worse. I didn't. And no. I was wrong. They challenged me. I dropped that gauntlet, <laughs> and they were like, we'll pick that up. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that was horrifying. And then Angus finds him, and that, uh, I feel like that's one of Manager Jin's first mistakes, is that he lets Angus find him. They, like, catch him at the airport again with a fake ID. So Angus gets him back, and the Alpha team, or whatever they are, the pseudo-Alpha team... (laughs) has to save him and that's kind of the point when angus realizes that he's got some sort of weird immunity that's keeping them from touching him and that makes me blame manager jin Mm -hmm. because it's like it's insane to me that none of it had to happen if manager jin i know that it's part of the k-drama i do i get that i just there are some parts that are so almost physically uncomfortable, obviously the previously mentioned parts, but also just how angry I always am with him as a villain. It's like, Angus is one thing. That's a villain I can deal with my anger toward. But then there's that side villain that isn't really doing anything other than... He's like the Dolores Umbridge of this K-drama. Not Voldemort. But probably worse. <laughs> Thank you, Harry Potter fans, for getting that reference. I'm sorry for those who weren't huge <laughs> Harry Potter nerds growing up. That's me. Yeah. My bad. Yeah, sorry. I'm so sorry. Halfway through that, I was like, Em's not even gonna know. She's not, <laughs> she didn't. I know who she is. Yeah. But, but I don't know what she did in the books or anything about her. There's so. a lot of pain that you go through dealing with her in the fifth book. And it's the whole fifth book and it's infuriating. But yeah. She's not like a villain villain. But she's, she's pretty like, villain. Like she's she causes a lot of problems. Anyway, moving on. That's from Manager my- Jin. Yeah. Let's see. Oh, it was this episode that the commander gives his approval for Day Young and Myung Ju. Yes, yep. And it's really nice, except that it comes with the caveat that he has to give up the job that he loves so that he can go be a business bum in Korea. Go be a suit. I thought that was kind of always the deal. Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess it was like, um, you can't date her because you're a sergeant. And now he's like, you can date her, but you still can't be a sergeant. Yeah. Uh, isn't that almost the same? Pretty much the same. 
It's also a little bit weird because he said, I won't have a sergeant as a son-in-law, but, like, has Day Young been barred from promotions ever? <laughs> I don't think so. Because I just think that I'm pretty sure that you can get a promotion and become more than just a sergeant eventually. Like, he's not a commander right now, but give it a minute. He can have some captainhood, some commanderhood. That's fair. So you can play word games and uh, get around this problem. Yeah. Not a sergeant anymore. Now I can have your daughter. <laughs> and it's really cute until you find out that she knew the deal all along and she's just like really bummed about the she's whole She's just so bummed. Yeah. I love how excited she was. I was so into it. Right. She was so happy when she found out. Get her an acting award. She knew all <laughs> along. Get Myung Joo an acting award, not the actress who plays her. Myung Joo. She she's also great, but Myung Joo. She deserves it for that scene where she's like, really, he approved it? Oh. It's so cute. cute. And Dae Young's little little smile, little smile and face. So cute. Those so kids. Cute. Uh, and then at the end of this episode, that's when we meet the Phantom Village kids. Yeah. And I called Homegirl Phantom Girl, and then her name was Fatima, which Whoa. I was like, that's pretty close. That is. That's a. That's spooky. Yeah. <laughs> Super spooky. Um, I loved and hated everything about that scene, and I think that's how we were supposed to feel about it. Where Angus comes to pick up homegirl, Fatima, and she shoots him. You're like, okay, you're causing problems for the people who are trying to save you, but also, I get it. Yeah. I wanted also to shoot Angus. Like, if I were in your shoes, I'm not sure I would have done anything different. And I appreciate everyone's reaction to it. Like, Shijin was like, you know, if he, you weren't here, I'd let him die. But since Mo's here, I'm going to tell you to do your doctor thing. Yes. Yeah. I will not interfere with our morals. Like, this is your job, and when the time comes to actually do the killing, don't you worry, I got this. But right now, we're not going to do this. I love it. He's so just... I know. He's such a lovable murderer. He's not a murderer. He's a soldier. Raquel. He's a soldier, Raquel. Chill. Take it down a notch. <laughs> He's a good man. He is a very good man. And that's when we start the next episode. Which, okay, this is the first time that I think that Angus's acting is kind of bad. I think he's usually pretty good. Like, his henchmen... So bad. Yeah. They're... Not great. They're so bad. Yeah. Um, and Fatima's just okay. Most of the time, she's just okay. Angus, usually he's fine. Usually he does pretty good. But this surgery, it's just like, oh, 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 <laughs> it's so bad. Do you have any painkillers? I'm like, wait, keep the stress in your voice when you deliver your lines as well. Yeah, like, immediately turns and is like, Hey, is it Monday? <laughs> you know, 
I'm going to kill you someday. Be like, chill out, bro. Also, <laughs> focus on your situation and pretend that it's happening. That's acting. I don't, yeah, I don't know how I feel about that scene as an actual, like, the the composition was a lot to handle. Because also there was Mo standing behind Shi Jin before she starts the surgery, verbalizing all of her thoughts. Like, <laughs> am I going to save him? I don't know. If I don't, it could be saving a lot of lives. In the long run, this might be better. But I don't know. I am a doctor. Probably I shouldn't save him, right? Shi Jin's like, okay, just do it. Just go and just do, do the it. surgery. Just get out of my ear right now. I didn't realize that. That's funny. Yeah. Or Jin. I think it was actually only like two lines, but I was still... I don't know. I guess it, I just didn't need the conflict said aloud because it's kind of something they've brought up multiple times in the show is that she feels obligated to save lives no matter what it means in the long run. And he is supposed to take the lives to save the masses, pretty much. And so, yeah, I don't know. I just didn't need it said aloud, pretty much. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, then they, like, shoot a bullet across the screen, and it's, like, a little miniature title sequence. Have they ever had that before? Okay, I'm really glad you brought that up, because I'm pretty sure they didn't, because I remember thinking, that's really cool. Really? I thought it was super disruptive, just because they've never had it before. Yeah, it is, It like, it does kind of mess up, like, oh, my immersion, I was in it, yeah. you took me out of it. But I remember thinking the graphic was, like, pretty awesome, and if they had been doing it consistently, I don't think it would have messed up my immersion, but... I think so, too. Yeah. I like a title sequence. Yeah. I prefer a theme song, that's my favorite, but... I, I enjoy something. Right. But I was just surprised. I feel like we could go back and people would be like, no, literally every episode has had a title sequence. But I'm curious. I felt like this was the first time. This one, I think, at least, because I remember seeing the title sequence before, but this one had to be the first one with a bullet, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was very shocking. Yeah. Okay. Then the Phantom Village disappears, and all the kids disappear. And I think Shijin lies to Mo about it. Yeah. Like, all the kids are fine now. Kind of under orders, because he has to protect some sensitive military information, so I'm like, yeah, don't, don't tell people top secret information. I'm very much in the camp that there's some things civilians just don't need to know, especially if it endangers the lives of soldiers. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yeah, I'm not mad. You can yeah. keep that to yourself. Later, I feel like she... there's a point when she understands that. Yeah, later she gets, like, a little salty about all the lies he told. And I was kind of frustrated with her. She does, like you said, she comes to terms with it, and she says, no, we're cool, I understand that you can't tell me everything about your job, I get that's part of your job. But in the moment when she was frustrated with him, I kind of wanted to shake her, because it's just, 
so dumb to be like, I demand your top secret secrets. <laughs> I was so confused. There was, was it, it must have both been in episode 12, where she's like, I don't know if I can tell you all my boring things, because you have so many secret things, but I understand why you have so many secret things. And I'm like, okay, so they're, she's affirming their relationship. They're going to be together. And then two seconds later, she's like, I just can't do it. I can't be part of this. And then nine minutes later, she's like, it's okay. I can do this. I can be part of your life. I'm like, Mo, please stop. She's very hot and cold about the she's whole so thing. so hot and cold. Yeah. You go, Shijin. You, uh, you take care of that one take the hit for Korea because she's a little much. And it's like, I I actually love how they've built her character so much until those moments, too. Because she's so capable and she's so good about rolling with the punches of her job. Like, when it's her job, she's calm and in control and really rad and she even kind of t- picks up his making things humorous in in spite of problematic situations. There's a part where he asks her blood type and she says the cutest shit I've ever heard, where she's like, your <laughs> ideal type. And I'm like, oh, that is very good. That is very smooth. I like that. They're cute. I, yeah. I think if we saw her as a female lead in another K-drama, she would be so chill and so normal that I would not like her because she was so bland. But as this person who has to go back and forth and like take such strong resolve in her morals and understand who she is so well so that she can handle a relationship with a person who understands who he is so well and is so different from her... It's just, it makes them both so likable, which is why it makes me frustrated. Like, I don't want to sound like I hate Mo because she's so hot and cold and I get tired of her crap. I'm like, I love it because I understand it and I hate it because I understand it. Right. It's like too real, too real, but also... Well done, writers. Yeah, I get it. Oh, okay. This is the first episode where Chihun approaches Sleepyhead. I never learned that kid's name. He is going to be Sleepyhead forever. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it almost never says it, too, to be fair. If it says it, it's maybe once or twice. Not a lot. I appreciate that, because I did not pay attention. But um, Sheehan approaches him and is like, I need your forgiveness. I need your help to heal and I wrote that he's Sleepyhead says no in a petty but very relatable way. He's a small man about not giving his forgiveness, but I get it too. Cause he was hurt pretty badly. Yeah. He uh he was hurt. And I don't but I don't know, because I think that he's being more unfair than I'm used to most human beings acting like the way he acts because at the end of the day Chihun is a human like he's a human being who's allowed to feel fear just because he's a doctor doesn't mean that he's been trained 
in emergency medicine, like being on the scene of a collapsing building, for example. And instead of being like, oh, yeah, he's a human person at the end of the day, Sleepyhead has deemed him pretty much a fallen god, like you were a doctor and now you're not. (laughs) That's a good way to put it. They had such a good arc in these three episodes. I don't know if they were very much in episode nine. They had they had a good run though. Yeah. And I like I sort of like how it all ended because um I don't know if we're doing the finishing up people's storylines thing in this episode. Yes, I we're jumping to that with you. Yeah, we'll just we'll wrap it up and then we can focus on the storyline of everyone else because he goes through a lot and I feel really bad for him because I want him to be okay. Uh, I actually think he's one of the most relatable characters as someone who comes from a place of privilege. And I've talked about it before, so sorry if I'm, like, on repeat. But Raquel comes from a place of privilege. I come from a place of privilege. She just wants to reiterate that. I come from a place of uh, middle class. But middle class (laughs) America is pretty privileged. Um, if, If you count the rest of the world. Um, And so I think that he's relatable in that sense, where he has no idea how privileged he is until someone's like, here is a struggling nation with poverty, and here are people that don't have everything. Like, you very much had a silver spoon handed to you. And... um. So yeah, I I love his arc, and it comes to a head when he does get the chance to be a doctor in the setting he was trained to be a doctor, where he's in a hospital room trying to save the life of a patient who's seizing up and doesn't have oxygen, and Sleepyhead somehow witnesses all of this. Uh, luckily, Why is he a nurse? Yeah, all of a sudden, he's just tasked with like cleaning up after people, and he's become like the janitor nurse. Yeah, I think he's like giving and taking meals. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Just so you can witness this. Okay, we get it now. Yep. Okay, I'll I'll take it. I'll take this. <laughs> um, I'm into it. But yeah, then he's like, I guess you were kind of a doctor in that moment. And he's like, no, Chihun was really a doctor, and he was a doctor the whole time. He wasn't less of a doctor. I think that's because... why it was so special to Chihun. Yeah. And then he gets uh, bitten, and it's the worst. I was uh, so mad. Because, come on. It just becomes a okay. zombie film. Like, uh, <laughs> all of a sudden we have zombies. Zombie outbreak. Okay, but did you like, feel really intense in that moment, and then kind of forget about it. A little bit. The, the kidnapping happens, and then they come back to Chihun, and I was like, oh, I forgot he was waiting for his test result. Like, no one told him <laughs> that whole time. Everyone else got their test results back so quickly, and his were, was, like, a whole episode that you had to wait for, and so yeah. much is happening. I'm sure they had to be sent off separately. And I was, I feel like so much of the problem with the disease that went around was that they didn't have medicine to treat it. They had to like special order it. And so um, Myungju was kind of in a state of waiting 
where she's like, I have to do this myself with my own immune system until I can get drugs that will help me out. But I feel like it wasn't as scary because Chi Hoon was like, he had the drugs. Yeah. They were ready. Everything was on standby to take care of him. Yeah. But then they just put him in a room and we forgot about him and that was kind of weird. I know, he was in his completely own room. It's like, do you guys have the space to just designate a room for Chi Hoon to wait for his results to come back? Like, I feel like they do, but he had like six beds in there. Yeah. Pick a smaller room to put him in. I feel like Dr. Song was in a room that was like just for one person. Yeah. And when they quarantined Dae Young momentarily, like just for a little while when they weren't sure and they were waiting for his results, he had to hang out in the storage shed. So I feel like there's spaces, but he just got like six beds. It's fine. Anyways, Chi Hoon's arc was so good. That moment when he called his fiance and was like, I'm better now. I can talk to you again. I can come back. Sorry, it's been a month. Sorry, you've been heavily pregnant and scared for a whole month while I dealt with my issues. I don't think it was unfair, but it made me sad. Yeah. And I loved their little reunion, their little half reunion. Where she's like, it's really you. And I'm like, yeah. Everyone keeps telling him things that he was all along. Because I think I forgot how far he came until that moment when they're, like, squealing at each other. And I was like, that's when we first met him, is when he's, like, squealing at his little girlfriend in the hospital. It's pretty pretty cute, actually, yeah. It's pretty cute. (laughs) Oh, uh, Ghost Boy makes a heavy return in Chihun's, um, in his story arc as well. Little ghost boy just hanging out. And it, like, how do they keep writing the funniest scenes? There's two scenes that had me busting a gut laughing, and it was the end scene with the little ghost boy, where Chihun is trying to get his name from him. He's like, <laughs> I want a goat. He's like, your name is Goat? Okay. <laughs> Oh, that was so good. It's the second time it's happened to him, too. Oh, it killed me. I loved it. They were like, oh, you're named... Oh, no, that's the name of the village. So what is your name? Oh, Goat. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Such good comedy. (laughs) And then the other scene I thought was incredibly well written was the scene where the box comes from the women back in Korea for Young and Shijin. And just them running toward the box was killing me. So good. Oh my god. Everything from, like, the song that plays. Uh, the humor in this show is impeccable. It's on point. Oh my god, that was so good. And then everything oh. Dr. Song says ever. Also, Dr. Song is my favorite character, and he's incredible, and he cured a terrible disease in these, and I feel like people don't celebrate this enough. Can we do Dr. Song's storyline next? Because I feel like he's not like in the main storyline at all. He's got his own thing going on, and it's, and it's so good. So good, yes. So he... uh has still been getting his heavy flirt on with um, Nurse... What's her name? Ha. Ha. Nurse Ha. Nurse Ha. 
I feel like the, one of the first times you see him in these four episodes is when he's starting to get sick, and he's the first one to tell Young and Shijin what this virus could be after the surgery, and it's just that cool moment of having so much knowledge and that giving him so much power in this situation and making him so cool. Right. Because he immediately off the top of his head knows why this is such a dire situation and no one else has stopped to explain it. And he can not only explain it, but he can explain it in terms that they understand. That makes a good doctor, yo. Yeah. And then he's quarantined because he's also sick. And yeah, like you said, he's just like, hey, send me these pictures of some old books and um, I'm going to compare the cell structure and how it changes after you get this disease and oh that's just so cool he's that's just so freaking cool amazing everybody schweitzer everybody else it, you don't matter that much the best doctor <laughs> here is dr song the best doctor the only doctor now is dr song and then okay the next big thing is that they find out it was just a cold, and Nurse Ha comes in, and they finally have their little moment. At long last. And he's so cool, he does the arm pull thing that all the cool guys want to do. I do not, I will never understand why that's romantic, but it's nice because I now know it's kind of that thing where I've been taught the response to know that's romance, even though I don't feel it, and so I was also excited. Yes. Such a good moment. And then he's just back. He's just back with the comedy. Oh, and he <laughs> runs shirtless with all the guys at the end, with all the doves. Oh my god. He does the thing for his girl. Oh, it's I love so it, cute. little hot and cold. And also, like, I, he looked really good. He looked really good, right? Like, Yeah, he's fit. Yeah. Go talk to song. Boy song. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. I love it. I love all of it. And I'm just so happy he and there's Ha are one step closer together. Song is the best character. He is. He's definitely my favorite in all of this. And when he was first getting sick, I was like, if you kill him off as like a lesson, like the disease kills even the people <laughs> we love, I'm done with this show. Forget the podcast. This show's over. I that thought never even crossed my mind. I get really, I would have been wrecked. I was not afraid for Myungju because she's way too close to the primary score for them to kill off in episode nine. Uh, but he is not quite a primary character, and so I was I'd like, say tertiary. Yeah, he could go. He's he on go. death row constantly, and I do not care for that. That's fair. Oof. Okay, that's Song's storyline and Chihun's storyline. We'll get back to the regularly scheduled program now. We've got, we've got to hurry this along. Yeah, we We're have, almost to episode 10. Yeah, we've done 45 minutes and we haven't gotten through the first two episodes, so... We're gonna check on through. Um, Fatima tries to sell drugs to uh, her boyfriend. Fatima. Fatima. The acting is superb in that scene. <laughs> and then they brought him back. 
like for another scene? I was like, no, homeboy cannot act. If we thought Argus Angus's boys were no good at acting, then these little gangsters have nothing. Nothing. Thing. They're so bad. They just found people who could sort of speak English to be these English-speaking thugs, and it was pretty bad. Oh, yeah, I'm curious if you're a Korean person who doesn't speak English very well, if you're like, if you just don't notice. You're just like, they don't, I can't tell that they're speaking English super poorly because I'm just reading the subtitles, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. I'd be curious. I'd like to know, like, if English isn't your first language, let us know if you can tell, because I feel like we can... Can we tell when someone isn't a good actor in Korean? I don't know. I don't know. Now I'm questioning everything. (laughs) But the thing is, we watch K-dramas, so I feel like they have a pretty high standard for their Korean actors. That's true. They were probably like, we need numbers. We need a lot of brown people who speak English. How many of those do you think there are in Korea? Probably not a bunch. Probably not a bunch. They gotta be young. They gotta be attractive. They gotta be a certain skin tone. Like, and they gotta speak English. You just, you're narrowing it so much. Yeah, and like, yeah, I don't know what, like, where they were pulling from, but they probably couldn't pull from their typical acting agencies. They couldn't advertise through their usual venues to... To find the actors. Not a Craigslist for <laughs> actors for this scene. Can you imagine scoring that though? Can you imagine like just trolling Craig Craigslist one day? Trolling? No, just scrolling, Raquel. Don't get your cool teenage slang mixed up. <laughs> so you're scrolling through Craigslist, and you uh, just stumble upon this ad like actors for K drama needed, and then you end up in one of the best K dramas ever. New dream. I've got a new dream. Gotta get back on Craigslist. It's been years. And I don't know if that's actually where they post these ads. Probably not. But I feel like if their standards are like this, then I can do it. Yeah. I can speak English, so... I can speak English. That's it. (laughs) Yeah. All right. That was more time than they deserved. (laughs) That was more screen time than they got. Oh, man. Myungju breaks another car. Yeah, typical. Typical. The, uh, Daehyung goes to a, the minefield to get the last car that, I don't want to say Myungju broke, but we're just going to say it for ease. I know that she didn't. I know that a mine broke it, but. Yeah, really but we all know, like, Mo was in that car, so. <laughs> it was her fault. And Myungju and Sergeant So have a real cute moment. That only bothered me because I'm an advocate of sunscreen, yo. Yes! And she puts the world's tiniest amount of sunscreen on his face. Like, if you love him, don't skimp on sunscreen. (laughs) What are you doing? If you love him, prove it. Prove it. Both Emily and I have, like, the whitest, freckliest skin. Like, just so pale. And That's why we watch K-dramas instead of doing outdoor things. Yep. It's a good way to stay indoors and do nothing. And we gotta, we gotta sunscreen up, even if we're just 
stepping outside to get the mail. Yep. And not like she was sunscreening him up. That was atrocious. Yeah. Just like four tiny dots. And then she like used one finger. One finger to jab it? Yeah. Okay, fancy. What are you doing? Sometimes you can just tell they're million dollar actors instead they're probably not million dollar actors but let's just say that they're million dollar actors instead of in an actual war zone because chill with the little dab dab fingers yeah yeah i just like all that's gonna get him is one spot on his cheek that's less tan than the rest (laughs) the rest of his face i guess it's a look i don't know you know they're all wearing sunscreen right that's how Koreans stay so beautiful forever. Forever, ageless. Is it because they care of themselves? Everybody wears sunscreen. If you feel like you want to be a tan person, still wear sunscreen. The sun will find you. I know it will. It's <laughs> and if you don't want to do that, remember how they're in the desert and they're all wearing sweaters all the time, so they don't have to wear as much sunscreen. Yep. Just put on your sweaters. Pull out your parasol and go to war. And get out there. (laughs) Get out in the desert. You won't die of heat stroke. Okay. And then they have the surgery um, to get the diamonds out of Manager Jin. Disgusting. And, oh, does blood have to splash, like, in your eye for it to be a surgery? I guess. Now it does. Is that a sign of success? Congratulations. You're sharing everything with your patient. Don't they... Oh, I was going to say, don't they usually wear masks? Like, uh... Protective goggles. Mm -hmm. That's what I meant. But uh, they're in the middle of the desert. Yeah. I also feel like you wouldn't want to risk... I guess there are, like, ones they can wear. I was going to say, you don't want to risk, like, there being a scratch or something on the goggles. But there are special goggles, right? I I know nothing about medicine. The one time I had surgery, I was, like, tripping by the time they got me to the operation room. They give you that injection before they ever even wheel you out of your little waiting room. I was... Yeah, it's good to say where you wait. Barely. I was telling, I was trying to tell jokes to the guy that was wheeling me in. I said that was was a real good time. Oh man, you weren't kidding about this stuff. I literally said that to him. I don't know if it came out in that order. Like, I don't know if the words came out in that order. He didn't seem to think I was as funny as I did, so. You're such a cool cat. You weren't kidding about this stuff. Oh. You're so cool. <laughs> Told me it would make me feel funny before he injected it. Aww. So I was like, yeah, you were right. I feel crazy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's so cute. <laughs> Man. Um, so yeah, anyways. Then the that's the outbreak of the M three virus. That's Patient Zero is opened up. Yep, and, and then everybody goes into full. runs. Yeah, everybody runs. Everybody flees the country. Everybody flees the country. Um, and then the episode ends with Sergeant So crying one 
beautiful tear. Oh my god. He's got those angel tears. Because like- he knows. Because he knows Myungju is too weak. Her frail body. She's, She's gonna so die. Tiny. She's like a little dove. She's like a sweet little dove. So the best way to show someone who's dying that you care is to also contract the disease that they're dying from. Then, that way, probably only one of you is going to die, because now each of you only has half the disease. (laughs) I think that's how diseases work. That's how medicine works. We're going (laughs) to have to start making a disclaimer to put at the beginning of the episodes. Medical... K drama podcast. Yep. Every time I think that'll be <laughs> every time there's a medical element to the K drama, we have to like put a disclaimer like Emily and Raquel super medically like no clue what's happening. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> we t- I'm sorry. Please don't listen to this if you're a doctor, you'll just get sad. Yep. Probably though, like going back to your original point. It is super frustrating that he just runs in to give her a hug. I just don't get... I get the mentality of being really stressed out about the fact that the person you love has a a very contagious disease that is also pretty aggressive. But also... I don't know if this can be a we-both-go-down-together moment. This isn't necessarily a sinking ship. You're still needed like, to help out with this situation. I'm just that guy that's like, if I was sick and my husband was like, I could be sick too, and I was like, what if I get better and you die? Like, I would just be mad at you. So mad. (laughs) Being like, that's not worthwhile. Don't give me a hug. Just freaking stay over there. And then if I die... That's real sad, but it would be dumb. I would be real mad if just you died. Yeah. It would be fine if both of us died, but it would be better <laughs> if both of us could live. Yeah, so like, let's just count on the fact that probably I'll make it I can do this. this. Yeah. I'm gonna get better. You're being dumb. You're yeah. being dumb, Sergeant So. And then our Angus, I actually keep trying to call him his real name. Mm-hmm. You can call him his real name. It's That's totally fine. hard, because I like Angus so much more. Like, the beef. <laughs> I also feel like you've tried to call him Argus yeah. instead of August. I'm in the drama fever world, and I didn't even watch it on drama fever. It's because August is a hard name. I don't know. I was going to say it's the world's dumbest name. It's probably someone's name out there. Yeah. Sorry, guys. It's just hard to get behind. It's really hard to say. It's a lot of vowel sounds. It's actually equally vowels and consonants, but it just, it's very awkward. You just want to say Argus. Argus. Give me one more consonant. One more. One more. One more. We're so cute. (laughs) Wait, what were you saying about Argus? What happened to him? Oh, he just takes advantage of this situation to do a kidnapping. Oh. Yeah, good for you. That's good timing. Yeah. I think it was well planned. Yeah. He um, sends the police to take Fatima away. And I love how so many people are just like, oh, the police came to take Fatima and uh, they take took Motu. 
And everyone that they talked to is like, was it the real police? Was it the real police? I'm like, oh, is that, maybe you should get that news around that there's some fake police. Right. And uh, don't get in their car. Like, don't keep that on the DL because people tend to trust the police. Especially people from countries like Korea, where the police, I don't know, in K-dramas they're usually corrupt, but in real life they're not. <laughs> I think. So, I don't actually know. I like If they drove into camp and are like, hey, all the doctors get in our car, they would just get in their police car. <laughs> yeah, that's what you do. Let them know. Let your babies know. Don't go wandering off without me. <laughs> Ask an adult before you get in the police car. Ask a military personnel if you can go somewhere, because, oh man, that isn't good either. It's just a tricky situation when the police go go bad. Go rogue. But yeah. yeah, the kidnapping happens, and then Chi-Jin is like, goes full rogue. Just full... <laughs> Like, 12 hours later. Yeah. It felt like a long time. I'm sure it was just a long night, because mm -hmm. they had to, like, get the medicine truck back. But it felt like she got taken in the middle of the night, like, midnight, and then it's full sun out when he's like, hey, where's Mo? I haven't seen her in a while. Is she busy? Nobody has. She's probably in another country by now. Yeah. And, like, who knows how long Fatima sat on the road just standing there as bait? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Jeepers. Yeah. You just chill here, Fatima. You just wait. <laughs> 20 more hours. <laughs> but anyways, that was, a, that was a good plan. Good job, Angus. Yep. And then, um... The conversation that happens when, so Shijin tries to get authorization to go rescue her, but then the diplomat, some Korean diplomat says no, and he says, I'm gonna do it, though. But the conversation between the Korean diplomat and the commander, who's also like, yeah, you should go do it, you've got three hours, um, the conversation between those two is really good. When, He's so good. When and it's Myung Ju's dad too, who up to this point has been very frustrating. Yeah, his love for Shijin is super deep. Yeah, it's he, very odd. He'd let him get away with anything. But I like that it comes from a place of being like Shijin is the most honorable, upright person that I've ever met. So I'm gonna let him do this. I'm gonna let him do whatever he wants, basically. Yep, because he's not going to do a bad job. And he didn't. He went and he did the thing. He did the thing, and he got his alpha team back. Yeah! They're so back cute. together. The band's back together. I didn't know the alpha team was so tiny. I thought there were more people. Yeah. I guess it makes sense to keep it, like, short. Keep it tight. Yeah, keep it tight, keep it small, go in, thread the needle. Yeah. Slice the pie. <laughs> All the other things. Yeah. The Alpha team gets back together. The band reunites. And they go to save Mo in a real cool way. I don't know. I, I, I said that Shijin put on his uh, cool Korean guy outfit. <laughs> it is. It's a cool Korean guy outfit. And then all of the rest of the Alpha team was like, oh, we'll go get our cool Korean guy outfits too. 
We're all going to wear the same outfits. Every K-drama. I don't know. I've never been to Korea. I don't know if people wear that outfit on the street. But it's the same outfit. It's like a black bomber jacket and a black baseball cap. Usually also they have a face mask of sorts. He didn't have that. It was not on hand. Mm -mm. That's okay. Gotta go full black, though. He used his up. It was all out of cool, so he had to leave it home. He had to leave it home. So cool. They all, yeah. Oh, what a cool scene. I don't even know what to say about it, because I don't want to, like, dissect everything that happened. You guys watched it. Yeah, you saw it. And then he uh, has to cover Mo's eyes so that she can pretend like he didn't do some murder. Okay, but, like, right before that, he tackles her, and I thought he got shot, but he did not get shot? I think he did, but he had a vest on, I think. I could do that. I think he blocked the bullet with his body, and so it hurt, but it wasn't- vest. Yeah, but it wasn't debilitating. Okay. I- they never brought it up. Yeah. Episode 12 was just like, yep, Mo and Angus got shot, and I was like- Eugen also. Not Eugen. Shijin. Shijin. Shijin also got shot. And they're like, oh no. No, he's it's fine. It's okay, he did. He's a superhuman. His cool protects him from stuff like that. It's like, guys, you either have to show the bullet, like, barely going over his back, and, like, the tackle worked, he got him out of the way, or, like, the bullet was caught in the vest. And now he's got a big bruise on him, or what? Not nothing. No, Y'all are no. leaving me hanging. <laughs> and then they're sitting in the helicopter on the way back. He called in his last gold card and got them a helicopter ride home. Very cool. Very, Very cool. cool. And I love he's talking on the phone, and he's like, I will accept any disciplinary action that is required of me and my computer froze as Mo like turns to look at him and I was like her face totally says why did you have to accept disciplinary action did <laughs> Korea not want you to come save me? <laughs> I like, didn't think about that maybe he should not have brought that up in front of her maybe, maybe... was this not authorized yeah. were they just gonna let me go they were fine with this? No, no, don't worry. The U.S. troops were going to save... Like, they have no horse in this race, but they were going to save you. Don't They're worry. They're going to save you tomorrow, far after the deadline. Yep. Um, I wasn't going to be alive then. <laughs> if you noticed, there was a time bomb. There was a time bomb. Jesus. Jesus, Korea. Yeah, But then on. the president steps in, and he's like, I'm the president of Korea... Welcome to this K-drama. <laughs> I'm going to take all the... Um, seems like he was like, I'm going to take all the praise for this. Mm-hmm. It did feel a little bit like I'm going to go ahead and accept the praise for this successful mission. At first I was like, oh, you're going to take the heat. Like, no one is uh-huh. going to give heat like you. So honestly, like, you've just taken off all of the heat. And then it kind of, the way he worded it, in, at least in the translation, it was like, it was a successful mission. I'm going to go ahead and take this one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> mm. Okay, good. 
I don't know. As long as Shijin and the commander aren't in trouble, I guess that's good. Because the commander was like, I'm going to give up my job for this. And everyone's like, I don't know if you have to. And he's like, I will. I will give up everything. And the president's like, no, you won't. This is mine. I'm taking it. Dibs. Dibs. So that's nice. Yeah. Thanks, president. And then, I don't know, like, everything kind of, for the end of that episode was mostly, I don't know, things happened. I feel like we talked about a lot of them in separate storylines, and then they just end up back in Korea. Yeah, there's a lot of, like, little cute scenes. Oh, they leave Fatima at the bar. She Um, seems happy there. Yeah, she has a new guardian. I, like, I have half a mind to nominate her guardian for, um, Bus Stop Girl Award, but she has... She has a lot of a part to be a bus stop girl. Like, yeah. But that but said, she like. Brought I don't know her name. Yeah, me neither. Oh, I do. It's Valentine. I think it's Valentine. Yeah. Okay, but that's just because it's a cool name. Otherwise, we wouldn't have known it. Mm-mm. Um. But yeah, she uh she like brings food to the soldiers during the earthquake, and she takes in a child that isn't hers, and is like, yes, I'll train her to be a bartender. It would I'm be gonna great. say. Her nomination is accepted. I think she can be bus stop girl, because even though she's got a name, I don't really care about her. Yeah. She as, far had a- as like, being a character. Right. It's like, if she was threatened, like, if her life was in danger, I would have been like, oh, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, if anybody else's life was in danger. Yep. That would suck. But, like... When one of the main characters' lives are... Well, I don't really worry for them in episode... I don't worry for the main characters until ep- the last episode. And then I'm like, oh, anything could happen. Uh, I feel like I didn't worry about Mo dying. But this is real dark. There was a moment when they were in the car and Angus was like, you seem like a great person to spend my last night in a rook with. And I was like, oh, we're threatening that now. That's much more terrifying to me. That was very dark. And I was really, I don't know. I didn't know how to deal with that. I was Mm -hmm. not stoked that it was happening. But at the same time, I wasn't, I don't know. It didn't seem completely out of character, which is messed up. I don't know. I, I had a hard time processing that. Yeah, I think I was just, I had that, like, my eyes went blind with rage, where I was like, I know she's not going to die, I know you're not going to kill her because she's the main character, but you could mess her up, and now I'm mad. Yeah. Now I want everybody in, in this country to kill you. Yep. I think we should send the entirety of Korea to our Angus's doorstep. What, what am I doing? I can't with his name. (laughs) <laughs> he doesn't deserve a real name. He doesn't deserve a real name. So yeah, that was dark. Yeah, pretty messed up. Pretty messed up. I don't wanna... But yeah, other than that, I don't really worry about them dying. Yeah, I don't want to end on that note. So um, there's that, and then like the scene when they're leaving, like all of those scenes just before they leave are really, really nice. Um, I yeah, don't know what... there's the scene where they're at dinner and they finally talk about Mo and Myungju's past, which I feel like they brought up at a time when I stopped caring about it. Yeah. I, I kind like, of brought it up so long ago when I was 
burning to know right. why they were so mad at each other. But then I was like, I don't know, it sounds like they're going to try and work it out. So I knew it was over a guy, and that was it. And I was like, that's yeah. petty and dumb. I don't care. But they're like, I mean, it makes sense. Like, they're friends now, so they knew they'd get past it. And they each have stable relationships now, so they knew it didn't really matter. But it was just that moment of, like, this is something that I've been curious about this whole show. And uh, you brought it up at a time when I'm not really interested. Yeah. Thanks, guys. But Thanks, I, I don't guess. care. <laughs> but I don't know. Anything that leads to Mo and Shijin having a cute little moment is fine. It's fine, yeah. I'll take it. I'll take it for the fan service later. And they did it. They brought it. And then, yeah, they end up the little doctor club is back in Korea. I love Chihun's new Korean glasses. Very hip. <laughs> He's always so hip. Yeah. I just want to see him reunite with his fiance. That's all I want. I know. I'm excited for the new story arc in this K drama. I'm excited for the new K drama. <laughs> that was like a season or a finale to the show. Yeah. A series end. It's one of those things where it's tricky because honestly, if it wasn't for the podcast, I feel like at this point I'd stop watching because everything's fine. Or at least like jump to episode 16 and be like, I don't think anything, I just think Shijin's gonna come back. Right. To Korea. Sometimes. But it's gonna be troublesome. It's gonna be a long road back. A four episode long road. Yeah. And then, but if we could just watch 16, then he would just already be back. I and think, they would end with their marriage, probably. I think that, oh, can, so can we talk for a second? Can we talk about, I don't know if I feel a little betrayed, or if I feel like we discovered this before our not that many listeners. I love you all, every person that listens. I love you so much. Not in a creepy way, just in like, I really appreciate you. Kind of way. Anyway, I digress. Can we talk about how betrayed I feel? Because if any of you knew that the actors... The song that, songs? Yeah. The song song marriage. If you guys knew... If about, any, that. about that? If any of you knew and you didn't tell us, I'm hurt. And for those of you who didn't know, the actor and actress that play Shi Jin and Mo Young are actually married in real life. In real life. Guys... I'm sorry we uh, don't snoop very much and uh, can't read Korean, so we can't snoop very much. We don't know anything beyond that they're married, so I don't know if they, like, met on the show or, like, how long they dated for. Yeah. Anything, really. We just know they're married, and how cute is that? So cute, because they have really great chemistry on screen, and it's one of those things where it feels so good to have that confirmed in real life. Like, we're not making this up. They really do love each other. They're really sweet. Precious. I'm very excited for them. Congratulations to both of them. (laughs) Thank you for listening, as always. (laughs) Congratulations (laughs) to the song songs. Um, um, we hope that your English education is going well and that our podcast is helping. <laughs> that would be one way to do it. How awful would it be, though, to listen to a podcast about the K-drama you were in? Like, maybe if they were listening to the K-2, but if they were listening to Descendants of the Sun, I don't know if I could do it. It'd be like trying to listen to a podcast about our podcast. 
<laughs> like Raquel's voice cracks a lot, and she's got really bad <laughs> vocal fry. Emily has a lot of awkward silences, and uh, she talks way too quiet. Uh, that's bump it up. super funny that you should say that because your audio quality is always awesome and I edit out all of the silences. So really, the only thing so I really, can't... Emily's perfect. <laughs> Emily's flawless. Raquel has got she, a lot of stuff she needs to work on. It's fine. <laughs> That'd be brutal. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's fair. Okay, they can listen to our other... Listen to... Oh my Venus, because that was one of my one of our favorites. Yeah, <laughs> some songs are listening. God dang it! Why do I keep pretending this is real? Yeah. We should go. We should just give our information and go. Okay. Um, well, you can email us uh, if you have any other details about what's going on with the actors in this K drama. We obviously want to know. Uh, we don't look up those facts ourselves, so we could use any help that we could get. Our email address is playonkpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can leave comments for everyone or comments about our actual podcast. We are at playonk.com. You can go to our website to find past episodes, future, future episodes, current episodes, present episodes. <laughs> All of them. Everything. <laughs> You can subscribe to our newsletter there as well to get emails and be updated whenever we start a new drama. Yeah, we like to send out an email and just let you guys know which one we're starting and what episodes we watched so you can catch up and listen along. And then uh, we also have an iTunes. We're on iTunes. We don't. Have, I mean, we also have iTunes. Well, this is going about as well as anything I do. Um... We're this is going to be on the review, Raquel. It's just play on K. If you decide to review us, don't mention this part, please. <laughs> please. We also have a Twitter. You can tweet at us, at play on K. And hopefully someday that's where we'll do our awards ceremony at the end of each K-drama, where we give out the Bus Stop Girl Award, maybe someday the Happy Award. Yeah, we if can If anyone do... could ever earn that. It's not possible, but... We'll appreciate the effort. We can even put some polls up someday. Um, if we have enough interest in it, then we might put a poll for Bus Stop Girl Award up at the end of Descendants of the Sun. We've got a couple more episodes, so... Yeah. And then tweet at us, email us, put it on our website. I don't know. Website seems weird, but tweet at us or email us what we should watch next. Because yeah. we're about to finish this one. We still and then don't we just know. have the bonus. I think there's and like, we don't know. Yeah, we don't know what we're going to do. I think there's a couple more. I don't know. This one goes on for a minute. But yeah, we don't know what we're going to do yet. So let us know what you'd like to hear about. All right. And we'll see you next week for the last four episodes of Descendants of the Sun. Okay. Okay. Oh, thanks, James Paul Huddle, for our theme song. Thank you, as always, James. Bye. Okay, bye.